So most of you guys know me, but there may be some new faces in the room. My name is Paige Evans. Um, I'm the communication director here at RAD with my husband, Kylan. So any social media stuff you see or any pictures or whatever, like we're kind of help coordinating that. Um, I also get the great honor to be the Chi Alpha College pastor at Texas State. I spiritually grew up in Chi Alpha. I moved down here from the DFW area to go to school. And then God was like, you're not leaving. <laughs> so um, he had me stay at Texas State. And I just get the great honor to be able to lead girls like Marie and Reagan and Dayton and a few other, other people in our Chi Alpha group. Um, and it's really great that these red flag relationship series kind of aligned when it did with our Chi Alpha because we're going through some of our foundational stuff, um, which if y'all can remember, it's real de devotional life, real responsibility, and real relationships. So I actually got to preach at Chi Alpha this past Tuesday about real relationships, even when that looks like into friends and family and even romantic relationships. But here, I want to uh, talk about a different type of red flag. You know, typically we think, you know, in college, like, okay, I'm out of my parents' house. Now I'm going to start looking for my spouse. And, you know, the whole ring by spring thing, that's not a big thing at Texas State as much, but I know at, like, ACU and SAGU, maybe some other universities, that's, that's a big thing, right? And so it's like the idea of, like, okay, I'm going to go here, and my purpose here is to find my spouse. Or the question is, why haven't I found my spouse yet? And sometimes it's really easy to get kind of enwrapped with the idea of relationships when you're in that time of life. Really, it happens at any point in time in our lives. And so we've been looking at red flags, and you know, we always think, oh, this person's got a red flag. I don't need to be dating them. Like, oh, I need to stay away from that, right? And those are really things that you do have to be aware of. Like, I'm so happy that Pastor Trevor covered bad communication last week because communication is so key. Like even if you're in a good relationship, a good relationship can go bad if there's bad communication. And so that's something we have to be really, really aware of, right? But at the same time, we have to examine our own hearts and recognize the red flags that are in us. And so one of those red flags that we have to be really, really careful of and identify in ourselves is idolizing relationships. That's your week three red flag, is idolizing relationships. So what does that look like? What does that mean? The idea of idolizing something is that you're just putting that thing over God. And so that could apply to anywhere in life. That could be money, job, um, finances, um, if you live in a house, your dreams, your goals, and the relationships that you're in or wanting to be in. So the first red flag I want to go over is you prioritize the relationship over everything else. So I want to look in Matthew 22:37. Now the Pharisees are in another situation where they're trying to trap Jesus and the Sadducees couldn't do it. So the Pharisees are going to come in and try to do it. And they're asking Jesus, what is the greatest commandment in the law of Moses? What is the most important thing? What's the key of all keys to life? And in Matthew 22:37, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Now, this is not the only time in Scripture that this idea is um, written down. We can see this listed in Exodus. We can see this just throughout the whole um, idea and theme of the Bible of that Jesus is calling us to love him with our everything and love him first, Right? But we have to understand that when you prioritize relationships over Jesus, everything is affected. 
And we're talking a lot today about romantic relationships, but this applies to anything. It can apply to your friends, your coworkers, your boss, your family, and even the person that you're romantically involved in or wanting to be involved in. But see, whenever you prioritize your relationships over Jesus, sometimes your spiritual growth can be stunted. Maybe you're spending time with that person instead of going to your Bible for, like, your, for the, your answers. Maybe instead of reading your Bible and going on a walk and spending time with the Lord, or even just listening to worship music while you're working out, whatever it is, you're spending time with them and putting them priority over your time with the Lord. When you prioritize relationships over Jesus, sometimes it distracts you from the calling that you have on your life. So whenever I did Chi Alpha, what you do is, once you get your calling to do college ministry from the Lord, you go do an internship for a year, you go to whatever campus they place you on, and for a year you're doing very intense ministry to see whether this is what the Lord's called you to, not, to do or not, or this is something you're even interested in. I had no time for a boy. At all. I, we were doing 60 to 70 hour weeks of ministry. I didn't even have time to sleep, y'all. It was bad. But at that time, I could have been so focused on a guy or wanting to have a relationship that I could have been distracted from how God was wanting me to grow in that season. So you always have to be aware that this may distract you from the calling that God has on your life in that season and how he is specifically wanting you to grow. Sometimes it can even make you compromise your convictions. Maybe you have a conviction of, I know the Lord doesn't want me to go be in this environment or go do this certain thing, or maybe this is my priority and God has a conviction, or God's given me a conviction that I want to prioritize this in my life. But because that's not the other person's convictions, or maybe they're not following the Lord, then they don't do that. And you compromise on what the Lord's asking you to do because you prioritize that relationship over him. Unfortunately, I had this experience in high school. Um, I was seen throughout most of my life as everybody's like little sister. I mean, I'm five foot nothing, so I'm literally everyone's little sister. Like, I'm, I'm little here. So... Like, I was always everyone's baby sister that they could go to to have fun with and, like, you know, enjoy and just, you know, go do things with. But I was never, like, someone's, like, potential girlfriend. And so with that, like, I had to grow up very, very quickly and really have my identity centered in Christ. But that always bothered me. And so um, growing up, I had a best friend named Jacob. And finally, during junior, senior year of high school, he started, like, showing an interest in me. And I was like, oh, it's a boy. He's interested. Yeah, let's go. And so, yeah, I was, I, was, I was ridiculous when I was in high school, y'all. And so I was like, okay, great. He's interested in me. I'm interested in him. I guess we're just in a, in a, like, literally our text said, well, are we dating now? Like, that's what our text message was. It was like, okay. Like, it wasn't even an in-person thing, you guys. It was like, okay, I like you. And then he was like, well, I like you too. I was like, well, are we dating then? It was never like a clearly set thing of like, okay, this is something that the Lord wants us to pursue. It just kind of like happened, right? And so I was in this relationship for a year and a half and it was long distance. And then yes, I came to Texas State for a boy. The Lord had bigger plans, obviously, you know, but I spent that, I spent, instead of going to Chi Alpha stuff, instead of going to small group, instead of going to conferences on the weekends with my friends, I was going up to Austin to spend time with his family. Now, like this was the ultimate example of missionary dating guys, like ultimate example because I really, like, I was tricking myself into thinking that, okay, he said he's going to go to church. He's a good person, so he must believe in God. His good qualities that are, like, similar that a Christian would have. So surely he truly knows the Lord. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk about it. 
and then, like, I don't want to be that person of, like, bugging him about it, so that would be fine, right? And so, as this relationship continued, and I saw my friends in Chi Alpha growing in the relationship with the Lord, I was stagnant. And so, I started putting aside church. I started putting aside my friendships. Like, I had people constantly asking me to go through, do things, but I was the one ghosting them. We always tell people in Chi Alpha, like, especially our leaders, like, hey, like, you're going to have people not text you back. You're going to have people not, like, accept your invitation to go do things. But, look, just keep on loving on them. You never know. You never know. I was that person. Like, I maybe went to small group every couple of weeks. And back then, we, like, we met weekly. So, like, I was that person. I was that person prioritizing a relationship over God and idolizing this guy. And even then, I realized more and more that, like, my depression got worse. I wasn't happy. Whenever I had financial issues, I was no longer going to the Lord about it, and those financial issues remained issues. But then I would go to this guy for answers, and he never had any at all. He would just say, ah, you know, like, we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You, fi- you got this. You can figure this one out. You're smart. But what was happening was all the focus was on myself and this guy and not on the Lord. And so my viewpoint of things were so skewed. And Right before I was about to start my sophomore year, I came back to Texas State, and I was like, Lord, I'm s- I feel lonely. I've been in this relationship for a year and a half, but it's not going anywhere. I don't have any friends. Like, I'm not excited to tell anybody that I'm back in town. Like, I don't know what's going on. I feel so lost. And then I went up to Austin. As soon as I moved back into town, I moved into my apartment and everything, and I went back to Austin, like I usually do, to go spend time with him. And I asked him, I was like, hey, like, okay, you've got a car now, so will you drive down to San Marcos and go to church with me? Will you go meet my Chi Alpha friends? I was so hungry for him to be an example of, um, an example of someone who was following Christ as much as I wanted to without having to drag him along and without having to prioritize him over Christ. And I had never heard the Holy Spirit speak to me as clearly as he did um, other than when I had first accepted him as Lord. But the Holy Spirit said, that boy is telling you a bold-faced lie, and you need to run and get out of there. And I was so scared, because I had never heard the Holy Spirit speak to me in such a direct, clear way like that before. And so I feigned a headache. I was like, hey, I've got to be the one to drive myself back down to San Marcos, and I'll call you when I get home. Just because it was, I was in shock. I didn't know what was going on. I was trying to process what the Holy Spirit was telling me. So I got home called him. I was like, hey, I feel lost. I feel like my relationship with the Lord is not where it needs to be, and something's got to change. I'm not doing this whole break up, fix ourselves, get back together again. Either we change or we're done, and I'm not, I don't play around with that. I don't waste my time when I know the Lord gives me a direction, and I'm tired of wasting my time, and he was like, okay. So I was like, wait, what? Like, mm, like what'd you say? Did the phone break up? And he's like, okay, and I was like, are you going to be okay? Because I'm, like, I'm trying to learn not to be a people pleaser, but I was really a people pleaser back then. I was like, well, are you going to be okay? Like, are you fine? He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then hung up, and I'm just like, like, what just happened? And the dude didn't even care at all. And I realized I had put all of my focus, and I was idolizing something and someone who didn't even care about me at the end of the day. And I was heartbroken. I was like, Lord, I'm in an apartment, away from my family. My car just broke down, so I don't even know what to do to actually go somewhere at all. I'm stuck here. 
Not an hour after that phone call happened with that guy, I had three people from Chi Alpha text me and saying, hey, I saw on Facebook that you're back in town. You want to go to the river? I didn't even know these people had my phone numbers, guys. Like, I'm like, who are you? But these are people who cared about me and loved me, not because of what I had to offer them, but because they loved me because Christ loved them. And these are people that I needed to have in my life. And these were the people who were going to help me worship the Lord and not idolize people. And so from that time of ending that relationship and no longer idolizing this guy, I was able to get into Chi Alpha, find my people, be in a small group. I became a small group leader, and that's what led to the Lord giving me the calling to do the same thing for other people that the Lord had done for me. See, in Chi Alpha, we have a saying, what God does in you, he wants to do through you. What you've been through is not a waste unless you don't go to the Lord about it, right? The Lord wants to use it to love on other people and help them work through things that he's helped you work through as well. So, let's not idolize relationships. The other red flag of idolizing relationships is you base your identity on the success of that relationship. So the idea of identity is like what, like when someone asks you, like, who are you? You'll say, oh, I'm so-and-so's um, spouse, or I do this, or I do that, right? So what is your identity? What is your whole being based in? And we have to understand that when we, we allow a situation and relationships to dictate our value, that leads to anxiousness, it leads to being feeling afraid, and that leads to being lonely. And we feel an emptiness or shame when that relationship doesn't go right. And we realize, okay, I must be not worth anything because this person doesn't consider me worthy of their time or their focus or their energy or these different things. And we feel like our world will end if that relationship ends. And so we do things and we do things over and over again and sacrifice our relationship with the Lord to make sure that relationship keeps on going because if that relationship doesn't keep on going, then who are we, right? Then who am I? If I'm not in this relationship with this person, if this person does not value me, then I must not be valuable, right? And that's the idea of like, we don't need to put that idea above how the Lord sees us and our identity in Christ. Matthew 6, 25 through 27 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, while you'll eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying about a single hour, add to your life? I want to ask you guys this. Is not life more than the relationship that you're in, regardless if it's going well or not? And see, we have to understand, like, for me, I'm so much more than just Kylan's wife, even though that's the best thing in the world, guys. It's weird. We're at year three, and I still feel like in the honeymoon phase. It's great. It's so much fun. Like, we're always, like, holding hands while we're walking through the San Antonio Zoo and things like that, and, you know, being all cutesy and whatever, and, like, it's weird. You would think by, th- by three, yeah, year three, I wouldn't really care about that anymore, but I kind of do. Like, I'm, I'm still kind of, like, you know, just got married. It's so great, you know, but I'm so much more than just Kylan's wife, and I'm so much more than just a Chi Alpha College pastor, and I'm so much more than just a photographer, and I'm so much more than someone who grew up in East Texas. Like, I'm so much more than that. 
And we have to remind ourselves that we are more than just what we can see and what the world defines us as. And not only do you have to remind yourself that when you're about to get into a relationship, but even while you're still in that relationship. You see, whenever um, we first got married, I really, really struggled with making sure my identity was still in Christ. Because it was funny, guys. So whenever we were uh, about to get engaged and Kylan was about to propose and everything, we went through a book called 101 Questions to Ask Before You Get Engaged. And that book will tell you the very beginning, either that will end a relationship or strengthen it, because it is really, really, um, excuse me, it is really, really intentional with its questions. And one of the questions was, what is going to be the hardest thing to give up whenever you get married? And the Holy Spirit was like, your independence. I was like, oh, you right. <laughs> because, see, for the longest time, like, it was all about me. So I got myself into school. I chose my school. I, drove, I moved myself into Texas State, which, dude, those hills are killer. Moving myself in, like, oh, that was rough. But even then, I paid for school by myself. I got scholarships, and I did get a lot of help, which was awesome. But I made sure it happened. I got the internship. I got the job. I did all these things. And it wasn't that in the fact that I wasn't considering other people, but it was on my own terms. <laughs> now I'm married, and you can't do that. <laughs> and so I had such a hard time reconciling that of, like, I want to do things on my end, but now I have to consider this other person. And see, part of the other thing, too, is my example of relationships growing up was that if the husband got upset and wasn't happy, he left. And so most, most of the people in my family are all women because the husbands left. Or they just never decided to stick around. And so my viewpoint of relationships was that my identity was in his happiness. And my identity was in my friend's happiness. And I'm only a good friend and a good wife if I'm able to keep that person happy. And then COVID hit. And Kaiafa was stripped from me. The ability to go see my family when I wanted to was stripped from me. Me and my family were in a really kind of tough spot through that season. Praise the Lord, we're in a better place. Thank goodness, because I don't know how that could have happened, except for the Lord. But all of these things that were my identifiers were stripped away from me. And then right before COVID, I lost my grandpa, who was basically my, my, he was my dad until, he was always my dad. I lived with him for so long. Um, yeah, my, uh, whew, okay. Um, my grandmother sent me a picture recently, a picture of him, and on the back of it, it actually said, taken by Paige when she was five years old. And I forgot that my grandpa actually had a camera from when he was in the military, and he loved cameras. And I forgot that my love of photography came from him. And so all my identity and my firm foundation with my family, like, I love my family, but they're crazy. So like, even if my family was in a crazy season or not, my grandpa was my firm foundation. And he died right before COVID. He didn't even get to go to my wedding. And that was so hard for me. So all of these different things that identified me, I wasn't even realizing I was focusing my identity in instead of Christ, were ripped away from me. And I had a crisis. I got in a really bad depression of like, who am I? Like, I don't even know what I like anymore. I'm just doing things that Kylan likes, or I'm doing things that Kaiafa is asking me to do, or I'm doing things that my mom thinks I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm not. Like, all these different things, I was just so torn. But then the Lord led me to Matthew 28, 
And it says, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? And I read that, I was like, oh, okay, God. Like, <laughs> conviction. All right, I hear you. And the thing we have to recognize is that, like, all the things in our, in our life— job, money, relationships, family, all these things at the end of the day are fleeting, but God is not. And I was like, look, Lord, I've been trying to fix this. I've been trying to make Kai off of work over Zoom. I've been trying to be a good wife in the way I understood that to be. I've been trying to be a good friend, but out of my own strength, my laboring and my spinning and my striving, it's just not working anymore. So, Lord, I, I recognize you fully as Lord, and I trust you, and I'm going to focus on you, and I'm going to worship you instead of idolizing all these other things. And I had to realize that my identity comes from the Lord, and just focus on that. Just focus on the Lord and trust that everything else is going to be okay. And now, because of that, like, me and Kyla have been through a lot. Guys, we've moved four times and been married for three years during a pandemic. That is hard. And we were kind of running a ministry, too, like through Chi Alpha. Like, it's a lot, right? But now, like, our relationship is so much stronger than I could have ever made it to be. And it's crazy. Our Chi Alpha is bigger than it's ever been even before COVID. And I didn't do anything about that. Guys, we have 10 international students. I don't even know where they came from. Well, like, they told us, like, where they, like, flew in from, obviously. But, like, just out of nowhere, I'm like, there's these Japanese students and these students from India and there's this girl from Dubai who's now on a worship team and sang in Hindi a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just like, where did you come from? And it's nothing that like I did. It was all the Lord because we were worshiping and focusing on him and being obedient to it. He brought us the people who needed to be loved on through Chi Alpha, right? And so now I recognize that my identity comes from the Lord and out of the overflow of that, everything else will be taken, be okay. And it's cool. I get to see my identity and how God has made me and the giftings and skill sets he's given me. I get to see that played out in my relationship with Kyland, not because of my relationship with Kyland. And what does that look like now? We have an immense amount of grace for one another. Like, I am, this is not like to be bragging whatsoever, but both of us come from like families that would have like shouting matches when we, they, they would full on fight. We don't fight. I am... I'm so proud to say I'm in a relationship where we don't yell at each other. Now, I have made the mistake of like what Trevor was talking about last week of stonewalling sometimes because I'll just like close up. And that's something I'm working on. But it's great because we see each other the way that Christ sees us as individuals, right? And then we move forward in the relationship, not the other way around. And we just, we've been trusting God and trusting each other through these moves and ministry changes. And guys, we moved into a house, and I had no clue how we were going to pay for that sucker. But the Lord was like, I'm giving you an opportunity to have a house that's safe and a place of ministry for people. And guys, it's been crazy. I'm about to have 20 Chi Alpha kids in my house tonight for just a, for a meal, and we're going to be cooking for them. I, I'm a terrible host. Like, that is not my spiritual gift. But He's met me in that moment and given me a house to host and has taught me how to host and love on these Chi Alpha kids who don't, maybe don't feel like they're at home. 
and they feel like they can have a safe space at our house. We've had so many deep conversations with our students because we have this space and we've trusted the Lord through it instead of me trying to control the whole thing and idolizing something that's not God. So my question here is, do you base your identity in a relationship or in the desire to have a relationship? Or do you base your identity in Christ? Because that is where your true peace, your true joy, your strength, your wisdom to handle hard situations, that's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from the Lord. And he's going to meet us in that place. And you don't have to have it all figured out right now by any means. But if you make the decision today to trust him, moving forward, regardless if you have a relationship with him right now or not, he wants to meet you in that space. That place, that place. So the final kind of red flag within the red flag of idolizing relationships is that you're not in, at peace regardless if your relationship or not. Now we have to remember anything becomes an idol when we expect it to fulfill our every need instead of allowing the Lord to fulfill our every need. Now, especially single people, it's okay to want a relationship. That's fine. I wanted a relationship, and I got Kyle, and it's going great. Like, it's okay to desire that. But the moment that we start focusing on that, instead of focusing on the Lord, that's when that becomes an issue. And as you see, there's a difference between a need and a want. And that's something I've learned a lot through grief counseling and through, you know, dealing with things that really, really affect me that I put in front of God is making sure that whatever you need is the Lord. In this relationship, I need the Lord to come through. In my finances, I need the Lord to come through here. I need to have communion with God. I need to spend time with him. I need to feel at peace with him. That's a need. But the want is like, it's okay to want a healthy relationship, but my happiness and joy identity is not based off that relationship. And so a lot of things that came like from that with me is like I was wanting and wanting and wanting Kai Alpha to get healthy and to grow. And like I want that one, I want it, want it, want it. And I was so enwrapped by that, I couldn't see that I was getting in the way of it in some areas. And I removed myself from that. I was like, Lord, I need you to come through for my Kai Alpha kids. They need you so bad. They don't need, they don't need me. It doesn't have to be me. If the conversations and breakthroughs come through from someone else, I'm fine with that. I had to lay that down with, to him and surrender that to him. And as soon as I did that, our small groups went from one person to 11 people. <laughs> like, we are busting at the seams more than we ever have in our history of our Chi Alpha, and that's because each of us have chosen to surrender down to the Lord. <sighs> so, single people, you don't need someone for your life to be fulfilling. Yeah. Ladies, you don't need a man. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> Trust me. Mine's great. And if that's a desire that you have, the Lord wants to meet you there and allow you to have a great relationship, but you don't need it. Paul says, I'd rather you stay single so that way you can do more work for the Lord. I, I applaud and just have great respect for our missionaries who are single, both you know, guys and girls, um, who just follow the Lord's calling. And if someone comes up beside them at the same time and they are just are ready to do that with them, that's great. But they're still plowing forward for the Lord. 
Uh, one of them I think of is Renee West. Uh, our Chi Alpha group used to support her while she was in Thailand. And the amount of conferences and revivals and breakthroughs she had while she was over there as a single woman was immeasurable. That's never happened over there before. And that's because she followed the Lord through that and focused on Christ instead of the absence of a spouse. She just focused on the Lord. So speaking to everybody here, married, single, everybody, um, have you ever thought about why God hasn't brought you someone on a daily basis? Are you enwrapped with the idea of, Lord, I've done everything for you. I have gone to school. I have spent time with you. I have focused on you. I've done all these things, and I still don't have a spouse. What the heck? Like, where is this person, right? Do you have those thoughts? Have you ever gotten mad when your boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or whoever hasn't fulfilled one of your expectations that you haven't talked to them about? Have you ever felt lost and alone after a breakup, even though you knew that breakup was healthy? Have you ever felt lost and alone, even though you're in a relationship that was going great? And see, these things happen, and we struggle with these feelings, and we can't find our answers to them because we are expecting people to be God for us, and we can't do that. Kylan's great. He cannot fulfill every single need that I have because he's not Jesus, right? If you grew up in church, sometimes you hear this saying, if you have this God-sized hole in you that only God can fill. And that saying came from John 7, 37, where it says, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of, flowing, of living water will flow from within them. So if y'all are thirsty for a relationship, go to Jesus. He got you. <laughs> but he's saying if you're desiring something, if you're striving, if you're lacking something, come to me. And whenever you believe in me, there'll be rivers of living water flow from within you. See, rivers and flowing water in scripture points to abundance. It points to life. It points to sustainment. And so what this is saying here is that if you don't feel fulfilled, and whether you're in a relationship or not, if you don't feel that peace and that joy and there's still something missing, what is missing is Jesus and focusing on him and worshiping him and not idolizing this relationship or this need to have a relationship. Worship team, if you guys want to go ahead and get um, prepared, we're going to sing one more song in a little bit just as a time of reflection. But see, God is our constant source of peace and joy and rest and contentment and strength. The rivers of flowing water is out of a relationship with him. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And see, I never understood this. I even had to take a Bible class and learn how to preach the scripture. And I told my, my instructor, I was like, look, I don't understand this. Can I just skip it? Because <laughs> it was so weird to hear the see scripture like this. But I understood that God is constant. God is perfect. God knows exactly what we need. And so the Lord who remains faithful sustained me through the grief of losing my grandpa, through the loss of Chi Alpha and just having to do ministry over Zoom, through financial troubles of moving and things going on that are out of our control, and then just out of a place of feeling lost and alone of not what I was going, what I, not what I understand what was going on. And see, all those, those things changed. You know, I grew in my mental capacity to handle grief. 
I grew in all these different things. Even as I maybe backtracked and had a big grief moment by hearing a bluegrass song that my grandpa used to play or seeing some type of instrument that he used to play because he was a typical like Tennessee guy that could play every instrument and sing and had a whole, like the whole family was in a band. It was a whole thing. See, God never changed, even though I did. Even though those relationships changed, Jesus was always there for me. And so we have to recognize that he's always just waiting for us with open arms, ready to accept us in, if only we would move forward. So if you guys will stand, uh, we're going to sing one more song just as a time of worship and reflection. And I'm so excited for the song that we're doing. It's my favorite. Um, but it's Have My Heart. I mean, you kind of already sing through it, kind of already know the words. But I love this song because this whole thing is talking about I surrender. Lord, I give you everything. Lord, I trust you with my all. Sometimes when you sing this song, you can have my heart. You can have my plans. You can have my mind. You can have it all. Because, Lord, you know what to do with it the best way. My mom would always say, the Lord knows what's best for you because he knows you best. And at first I was like, oh, he doesn't know what's best for me. I know what's best for me, right? But the Lord knew you before you even knew yourself. He knows the deep-rooted things in you that you may not even know are coming up. For years, I forgot that I loved photography. And the Lord brought that back up again as a sweet way to remind me of my grandpa. And it's so cool again to love on people by doing weddings and all these different things. But the Lord is the one who brought up that want back into me, that desire back into me. So I want to ask you, have you ever accepted Christ as your Savior? Have you ever accepted the fact that he loves you and died for you and stood in the gap for you just so you can have a right relationship with the one who created you in the first place? If you've asked him to be your savior, but have you maybe not welcomed him in as your Lord? And see, savior, accepting him as that is accepting him and what he's offered you. But recognizing him as your Lord is a daily process of taking up your cross and saying, I trust you with this. I don't understand this. I don't know what's going on, but I trust you with it. I'm going to leave this down to you. It's an act of surrender and obedience and trusting him with your all. Now, do you see your life and your decisions and your future through the lens of relationships? Are you unknowingly idolizing that marriage, that dating relationship, past relationships that didn't go well? Are you seeing yourself through those things instead of seeing them through the way that Lord wants to see you? If that's you, I want to challenge you to worship with your all and sacrifice and give all that over to the Lord and trust him with it. You don't have to be okay with it quite yet. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be confused. But see, the Lord meets us in those feelings like we're about to sing about. The Lord meets us there as we give those things over to him and we can trust him with it. And then he stands in the gap for us. And he brings in that peace and that joy and that strength that we've been needing all along. If you need someone to pray with you, regardless if this is your first day here or you've been here since the beginning, we're all part of the Rad Fam. So Rad Fam, be prepared to pray for each other. This is why we come here every single Sunday, to worship the Lord and help each other grow closer into relationship with him. We need each other. We need the Lord. So if you feel like you need to have someone pray with you, 
Go to someone you feel comfortable with. If you're new, or there's some of us here in the front that'd be more than happy to pray for you. By the end of the day, we just have to focus on the Lord. Because at the end of the day, He knows what's best for us. And He knows exactly what we need. I'm gonna pray for us real quick. And then if worship team, you guys will lead us. Lord, thank you so much for just giving us an opportunity to look at scripture and look at the words you have laid down before us long before we ever knew we needed them, of that we can trust you, that as we worship you and we lay down these relationships we've been idolizing, that we know that you're gonna see us through it, regardless if we understand it or not. Lord, meet us here in this place as we surrender things down to you that may be super personal and things that only you are aware of. But God, we trust you with it and we know that you're going to be there, be there through us, be there for us throughout all. We say these things in your name. Amen. If you want my heart, you got it. You got it. You got it. If you want my heart, That's the thing. We just give it to him. Again, we don't have to have it figured out. And we don't have to have all the answers. And we won't even have to have everything that we need quite yet. It was great. I was able to go to a women's conference this weekend and just go with my friends. Not because I was a Chi Alpha pastor. Not just because I am part of, uh, I do things for Rad. I just got to go and be with my girls and love on the Lord and just allow the Lord to come love on me because he wants to be there so much for us. Have my heart, this idea is that you've got it. 
It goes from the mindset of I've got this to he's got me and I can trust him with it. I know deep down, regardless of what my mind is telling me, regardless of what the world is telling me, you've got me. I can trust you and I can worship you and not idolize and overly focus on all these things that the world is telling me that I need in my life to be successful and fulfilled, but trust that the Lord is going to be your fulfillment. Lord, we just can't express enough and enough and enough how much we need you and how much we love you. Lord, you died for us just so we would have even the opportunity to accept a right relationship with the one who made us and loved us in the first place. So God, I pray just throughout this week, you just give us opportunities to see your love and see your guidance throughout our lives, throughout our relationships, throughout all the decisions that we make. But because we know at the end of the day, you got it. That we can trust you with it. That even if it doesn't make sense, we know that you're working and that you love us. Say these things in your name. Amen. Radical Church, I love you guys. It's such an honor to be with this Rad fam. Again, I can't express how much Radical Church is an answer to prayer just for me and for Kyland. We were praying for a year uh, before Rad became a thing that we knew something was coming. We knew that there was something going to change and that something big was coming and that that was Rad. So I love you guys. Uh, Have a great week. Um, And you're dismissed. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>